to the mystical realm of things that make you go woo. I'm your host, Emily, also known as Emily and Her Stars, an evolutionary astrologer, psychic medium, an insightful 6-4 projector who specializes in channeling cosmic messages that will unlock the boundless potential within you. When I'm not working with my amazing clients, I'm on a quest to unravel the sacred mysteries and ancient origins of the woo. Join me as we explore the rich tapestry of history, unfolding current events, captivating interviews, and sacred wisdom in the monthly energy reports. Brace yourself because this podcast is all about making you go woo too. Hello and welcome to another Cosmic Energy Report. I'm Andrea from Concrete and Crystals and Spirit Crumbs. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. We are here to talk about Scorpio season, spooky season, whatever you want to call it. Do, do, do. I just want to say, uh, to start, I loved your episode on the Ouija board, which I think everybody should tune into. I feel like it's such a good way to start out Scorpio season. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's a lovely surprise. I had fun with that episode and I was shocked, first of all, by like the Chinese connection into Fuji and then also my connection to my home state, like Denver, where I grew up. There's a whole connection to the Ouija board in Colorado. So no, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. That was a really fun one. I loved it. Thank you. So, okay, Scorpio season. We are in full disclosure recording this between the two eclipses. So this is eclipse season. October 2023, and we are back dab in the middle. How are you feeling? How was Libra season and how'd you survive Libra eclipse? Libra season, I feel like, was just kind of a blur again. I think I went through a lot and I was processing a lot of stuff like mentally, I think. But then the eclipse hit and I was kind of like doing well. Like for the eclipse weekend, the Saturday, Sunday, I was chilling. And then Monday, Every area of life that could have something come up did. And I cried for the entire evening, as Emily knows. <laughs> she got a lot of voice messages. But I, yeah, I feel like it all hit me really hard on Monday night. And then this is what Wednesday for reference. And on Tuesday, yesterday, I had some like interesting things come on the other side of that. Some little hints at perhaps what's coming after the next eclipse or with the next eclipse. But I'm feeling okay today. A little scattered. A little bit out there, but I feel like I'm okay. I don't feel like I'm still being rocked by it. I think I just had the one big hit on Monday and I'm kind of okay. What about you? So for me, Libra and air, I always feel the quickening that happens. I already have an air moon in Gemini. And I, for me, air seasons, I feel like my brain goes into overdrive. I maybe don't sleep as well. I feel like everything, even the planets dropping out of retrograde, everything started to pick up speed. And then the eclipse came. And for me, it's not always so much like a wham on the day. It's what is the buildup? What's the energy building that you can feel? And then when does that crescendo hit? And like you said, Monday for you. For me, I would agree. It was kind of a Friday, Saturday was a little better. Sunday, (laughs) But then Monday for me, I was at the dog park. I think I told you this story. Yeah. And 
sunny day, no wind, no clouds. I hear like this eagle in the trees. Can't see it anywhere, but the trees are not close. It's a ways away. I'm walking in the dog park. There's dirt. There's nothing. And this feather, this like six inch monster sized feather drops like a rocket out of the sky in front of me on the path. So interesting. Just I've noticed a lot of people having very specific signs, very deep insights, like something's moving. You can definitely feel the change. And eclipses to me always represent it's that sudden movement, that sudden change, but it builds. It's also something that either if you were neglecting it, if you were not paying attention to something in your life, it will force it to your awareness. So are you working on your stuff or is your stuff working you? That is such a good way to put it. And I agree. I've been having very specific communications. I've been getting messages. I've been getting songs in my head, which I haven't had in a while. And I think that's what happens when spirit knows my brain is too chaotic to receive like words. Like I can't really feel the difference between what they're telling me and what I'm making up in my head. And I don't notice them. But if I hear a song and I'm like, I know I didn't think of that song, then that's when I kind of my energy comes back. So that's been kind of cool. But I think I agree. Almost everyone I've talked to has had some sort of sign or synchronicity in the last few days. It's going to be interesting. So I know with this eclipse coming up, we'll talk about it. It's only a few days away or next week. And yeah, it's just kind of we're in a holding pattern. And we'll see. We'll see how everybody fares on the other side. But your cards, I think we're spot on. We were talking the hermit card was this week. And that's how I feel. Like even I think social media feels quiet. Everybody's a little somber from things going on in the world. And we're all just kind of hunkered down a little bit. Yeah, I think it's definitely needed for everyone. There's so much to process, like you said, like even if it's not in your personal life, there's a lot happening in the world. And I think we all do just need that like collective sigh before things start moving again and we start deciding what to do about things that are happening. Yeah. So on to Scorpio season. What do you have coming up? Should we talk about exciting things happening in November in our worlds? Yes, let's do that. I love exciting things. Do you want to go, go first? For- oh, sure. I don't mind. I'm kind of winding down my openings through the end of the year. So there'll be a few more that'll be coming available in November, but it's a wind down towards the end of the year, like I said. And I am going to try something new. I have 15 exclusive reports available. This is a 2024 outlook that will be not only what are your monthly astrological focuses throughout 2024, but also what are some Akashic and Oracle insights for you for each of those months. This is an exclusive offer for 222 US and this will be delivered Um, by the end of the year. So you'll have all of this information in time to manifest and get ready for next year. So personalized individual deep dives. I've not done these before, but I felt very called to offer them this year. So something new and fun. If you subscribe to my newsletter, you will get first dibs on the day when they are released. So I encourage you to sign up for that. So you get the calendar too and first dibs on these. And other than that, I'm winding down the intuitive astrology course. So that's wrapping up. And yeah, I'm excited to take a little, a little bit of a downtime slow down moving into December. That feels like a good move. I think with everything that's been going on these last couple of months, I think it'll be nice to do that and to have that space before the new year stuff kicks in again. 
I'm also very excited that you're doing those reports. Those sound amazing. I love the layers that there's going to be to that. So you should definitely try and get one. Make sure you're signed up to her newsletter. For me, my newsletter comes out today when you're going to be hearing this. So the 24th of October. So that'll be the Scorpio newsletter. I'm going to have a few things to share there too. I feel like Emily and I are always in the same energy where we have new things at the same time, which is fun. So what I'm doing to start is the monthly recharge for Scorpio season, the energy session that I do distance with the email report. That's going to be free for this month because I think we all need it. And I think if you haven't been able to try one before, or if you've just been wanting to try it before you sign up for one of the monthly sessions, I think it'll just be a good way to be able to experience it. That's incredible. And especially for Scorpio season, that's amazing. I'm glad you think so. I felt it because I was like, I think if at any time of the year people really need it, it's going to be now. So I'm offering that. And it's also to combine with another thing that I have, which for the second year now, I'm doing an annual bundle. So you can get all of the sessions and then you don't have to worry about signing up. You don't have to worry about remembering every month. I send you an email reminder the day before, and then you automatically are included in the email summary and you're on the list for receiving, which I always have the list of people who are registered beside me. So your energy is with me when I'm doing it. And that will be available until the end of the year. I think I might make it available until my birthday, which is January 4th, because then at least, you know, there's a few days on the other side of the new year. If all of a sudden you're like, I think I need this, then it's still there. But I'm offering that. And with that, it will be including the Sagittarius and Capricorn for the rest of this year. So you'll have three free months, technically, because Scorpio is free for everyone. You'll be included. So it's a nice little bonus. And then to anyone who had it last year, you'll get a three-card email reading since you already have Capricorn and Sagittarius. So I, I'm in a giving spirit, I think. <laughs> like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, but yeah, I have that. And then I also am doing my tarot forecasts again for the year ahead so that is basically an email that you get where i send you the monthly the same way i do in the newsletter where i have a little description for each card for each month instead of each week and then i also send a little zip file of like phone backgrounds that you can use to have reminders throughout the month if you want to use it so that is going to be available today, I guess, when my newsletter comes out. That's the first place I'm going to be posting it before it goes out to Instagram and all the places. And yeah, I'm trying to keep it quiet because I also have an art show that is starting on November 4th and it's from the 4th to the 30th. So I'm going to have to put a lot of my human energy into that. So I may have a few spots open for individual readings and sessions, but I think most of my energy will be going to that. And like Emily, I'd rather do the focus on the year ahead stuff and have a couple months to get those out and make sure I can put my full energy into them. I was lucky enough to get a sneak preview of the prints and pieces that you and Abby have done. And I know you have extras that are going to be for sale. How do those of us that already have fallen in love with one that they might have seen, <laughs> how do we purchase these? So I'm going to have them posted on Instagram. There'll be a PDF okay. of all of the ones available. And then you can reach out to me. They're going to be sold through the space that they're being held in, but I can make sure that I let them know if there are some that have been sold and make sure that I have those marked off. And then it'll just be an extra cost to have it shipped if you're not in the area because I'm in Ontario, Canada. 
Uh, and I know a lot of people listening are probably in the States or at West. So I appreciate you asking. And for those kind words, they, it was been a really fun process. It's one of the few times that I've really leaned into collaboration other than with Emily. And yeah, it's just been a really fun process. We each do one print and then we don't show each other. We do a whole collection of them and swap. And then we print on top of each other's prints. And then we bring them all together and say, does this make any sense? And then we had, it's like a puzzle. We sort of figure out which ones we want to feature. It's, they're beautiful. I'm just, I, yeah, I know. I'm not going to say which one I love because I don't want anyone else to fall in love with it. But I have my eye on one in particular. Oh, I love that. <laughs> You'll have to let me know. <laughs> I will, I will. This is exciting. I think it's going to be a really fun month. I'm excited for Scorpio. All right. You ready to tell the cards? Here we go. I'm going to do it. This month actually is interesting because I was really feeling the transitions. And this does happen quite often with the cards. I kind of go between the two. But I ended up pulling an extra card for the first week and the last week. I'm not going to have it in the newsletter. It's just sort of a feeling I'm having. I might mention it. But the first week, what I'm feeling is that it's a moment of shifting where we're kind of like, processing still so i have the two of swords as the transition card because it's sort of like we're just not seeing things it's a picture of someone being blindfolded but there's things right in front of their face when they're looking in the mirror it's only in the mirror that the blindfold is they don't actually have it on and so it's all the things like what emily was kind of describing about the eclipses i think i think this is where it ties in is that it's all the things we've been avoiding that are going to hit us whether we like it or not we can keep pretending they're not there and maybe they're in the back of our head right now. They're being brought to our awareness. We're just not acting on them. And then the actual card that I pulled, so this is for October 23rd to 28th, is the Nine of Wands, which we did have very recently, I think a couple of months ago, I think in September. And this is a card of kind of a tr transition as well. It's at the end of a cycle. And it's when you're almost there and you're ready to give up. And at this season, I feel like, we're always feeling that. We're like, I'm so tired. I just want it to be done. Can we just be there? And we're kind of impatient. And we're like, this is harvest season. How come I have nothing being harvested? And I think that's where we're at. So it really does feel like it's just any of those things that are kind of like in the back of your head, any of those things you've been avoiding. It's like, as soon as you tie up the loose ends, I have air quotes with cliches of like finishing touches, loose ends, any of those kinds of phrases, anything that fits in those categories. If you move those out of the way, it's almost like everything that's been waiting is just waiting for you to make that move. Even though we're sitting here looking around like, why is nothing happening? But like, we're the stopper. <laughs> so that's the energy I'm feeling. It's this energy of like, you don't have to give up. It is there. It's just like one little tweak that you need to have. But the other thing that's been coming into my awareness, which I didn't really realize tied into this until I looked at my notes again, something I've been getting as messages and through random podcast episodes I pick and conversations is that we need to start trusting that we deserve to have the good things and that they will happen. And I think as earth signs, Emily and I are very similar where we're like, again, as you know, you've all heard this since July, like, we have to lean into hope. And we're like, do we? Should we? What is the evidence? I have seen no evidence that these things are going to happen. But this is that nine energy. Like we were feeling it in September, but it was like during that like coming out of retrograde period. So we may have gotten a hint of it. But now it's at the point where we're like, yes, it may take this whole cycle. Like Scorpio season is an inward cycle. So I feel like 
we may not see it outwardly, but whatever emotions we have to move through, whatever processing we need to do, that's action. And I think we forget that sometimes, that it actually has a direct impact on what shows up in our reality. And so if you're really feeling the struggle, just know that it's for something. And I just feel like it's on the other side of this season. I'm so glad I was muted because I was really laughing when you were talking about our skepticism when it comes to hope that we've been experiencing since June. Hope with a question mark, with the period, with versions of hope. So when I pulled the astrology for the end of October, right, this whole Scorpio season of October and into November, what you've described really lines up. So we're going to start with October 23rd. Scorpio season begins, right? And power is always the name of the game when it comes to Scorpio. The sun is in this, it's this intimate, seductive, magnetic Scorpio. And our insecurities, fear, and worries tend to rise up. This is a transformational season, right? We're meant to face sticky, shadowy areas of our lives that have kept us small or stuck. This is when we recognize that we are in relationships with others and where, as we are continuing this past Libra, we're still experiencing the ripples of what those relationships are, what's working, how do we feel emotionally because of these. So Resourceful Scorpio helps increase your bottom line by exposing where you're spending your money inefficiently, your time, your emotions, anything inefficiently. There's a great time to go over your plans and make sure that all of these things are working for you. Okay, October 24th, step into your leadership and into your power. The confident sun and disciplined Saturn are going to unite in compassionate, watery signs. And this is going to create a calm and comforting approach that will help you win the day. Smart solutions are best backed by wisdom. So follow those emotional waves, follow the knowledge and the intuition that you receive with that transit. October 27th, you are going to start feeling the energy building and the tension may already be feeling palpable. So retract your claws, don't fan the flames. Mars and Mercury are just one degree apart in the sign of Scorpio amplifying and egging on one another until they finally meet up tomorrow the 28th. So discussions and negotiations could get intense. Be prepared to take a step back. Adding to this energy, we have know-it-all Jupiter facing off with these two for the next two days as well. It could feel like everyone is shouting all at once. Keep your cards close to your chest, put on some headphones, and drown out the drama. Expect shakeups. So October 28th, this is what we were building to, the full moon in Taurus and partial lunar eclipse. This is the third and final lunar eclipse in financially savvy Taurus, the sign of money, material security, and hard work. This eclipse series on the Taurus-Scorpio axis began in November of 2021, and these energies have been radically revamping the economy and our personal financial habits for the past two years. Lunar eclipses help us to quickly release and move on from anything that hasn't been serving our highest karmic purpose. Some of these releases may surprise you, but if you surrender to the changes that are being presented, you may find it's exactly what you needed. In addition to this combustible energy today is a continuation of that face-off between Action Master Mars 
and know-it-all Jupiter, and no one is backing down. Since Mars is in secret of Scorpio, you might not even see the problem coming. This energy can quickly get out of hand, so consider how to calibrate with the universe to get what you want in a more balanced way. I'm just tucking in for the weekend with some Christmas movies and laying low. Do what you will. It's hard at the holiday weekend. I know a lot of kids will be wanting to go out and go trick-or-treating, but just heads up. Be, be aware. Yeah, I'm feeling like that's going to be a very indoors weekend for me as well. Luckily, like I said before, it's already well into Hallmark Christmas movie season for me, so I will be okay with that. It's interesting because the eclipse falls on the Saturday, and so this does feel like the cards that I have for either, for both weeks, kind of like work together to sort of create a message for this like eclipse because we had a nine in the nine of wands for the 23rd to the 28th, and then from October 29th to November 4th, I have a one, I have the magician. So it seems like we've completed the cycle and we're coming out the other side of it. And what I like about the magician is that while we do see it as like manifestation and things coming through, what it really says to me is just the awareness that you can have what you want. It doesn't necessarily mean that things are going to be magically coming out of nowhere. It's just sort of the card that says to you, you have everything you need. You have the magical qualities within you and how are you going to co-create with the universe, with what you have. So while if I'm doing a spread and it's near the end, I might say, yeah, that's the thing coming in. But this being near the beginning of the month, I think we're kind of saying, this is where you're going to be maybe very clear. Like maybe the eclipse is going to make it very clear what is ready to come through. Maybe you'll start to have signs of it. Maybe some, for some people, certain things will come through. It will be part of your cycle. This is for everyone. <laughs> Not everyone's at the same place in their cycle. But I just feel like for anyone who's getting, again, there's this feeling of impatience or frustration or being ready for disappointment. Ready for disappointment feels like the right. I'm like going through like a like spirit showing me like phrases in my head and I like stop on one. I'm like, that's the one. So that's kind of what I'm feeling. We're dragging through these couple of weeks is we're just like, when is it my time? And I'm there myself personally. But what this is telling me is that like we've seen glimpses of it. We've gotten a little sneak peek here and there that have been consistent. They keep showing up. And I think it's that hope being like hope doesn't mean miraculous in this very moment. The whole point of hope is that it's something we know in the future we want to happen and we believe it will happen. And I think that in my head, I'm so impatient that I'm like, but shouldn't that mean that it's going to happen immediately? But no, that is not how this works. So I think as long as we just keep asking for what we need, and actually it's interesting we were talking about how signs are coming in and synchronicities because that's something that came through for me with this card was that the only thing that might come instantly is the answers. If we ask for signs, we might get them immediately or faster than we're used to, even if it's not immediately, because we're going to be able to trust it. And that will be the evidence building. It's like, okay, if I can get signs this quickly, maybe the thing is actually coming this time. And that might be where we get that like instant relief where it's like our guides know we need something to go on or we are going to give up. And they know we're so close. Like we said last week, you know, we're like in the nine of wands. That's what that meant. So it's like we're going to get the little hint enough to keep us going. I feel like that's what the energy of this is. The only other thing that I have here is to dive into ritual. If that's like part of the magic is like whatever rituals you have around manifestation. And taking your power back. So that I feel like is the Scorpio energy here of like 
pulling your energy back from anything that's not serving you. And that can be part of the ritual. But I feel like that if you're going to do anything, if you're really wanting to have something tangible, then make it a ritual. It's interesting. I was making notes while you were talking about our favorite word, hope. But I, I think reframing it in some way and even saying hope is optimism. And that's the one thing we've been carrying this entire time. You and I are the same. It's so funny. We always crack up. But like hope is like, OK, I need it on next Wednesday by 2.15 would be great. Instead of we've got so many heavy things happening right now that it can be really easy, especially in the density of this energy, to sink into scarcity, to sink into fear, to sink into depression. And so keep optimistic. Recognize that these are patterns and these are things that are coming up for our awareness. I've said this in almost all my classes in the last couple of weeks, so I'll share it again. Astrology doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. It's here to guide us. The energy we're going through is for our greatest good. So if you feel like your world is being rocked a little bit with this eclipse, I encourage you to know that things will look so different in six months. I I can't express that enough. So hang in there um, for any of you that are just kind of really backs against the wall right now. October 29th. So we're going to release the full moon today. And the matchup between Mercury and Mars won't feel as potent. Sure, there's still some tension, but focusing on your own future, you can harness this momentum for good. Mercury and Jupiter are also dropping their fists as the dust settles, and we can start to pay attention to the details and pick up the pieces that need to be tended to. Don't overpromise your energy this weekend. The 30th is quiet. October 31st, Halloween. Feeling a little battered and bruised? Well, Venus and Uranus are going to trine today, and this is going to have the feel-good vibes flowing again. Romantic Venus and changemaker Uranus make this a helpful time to bust out of a rut and manifest higher levels of bliss. Life is too short to feel constricted, but breaking free from convention can have you spinning out. The balance is between radical experimentation and safety. November 3rd, the moon is in Cancer, and you could very well still be calibrating and riding the waves of the full moon. Today, the sun is going to lock horns with Jupiter, so don't believe all the hype. Do your own research and find out if they're just talking a big game with little actual accountability to back it up. Be careful not to exaggerate or overpromise your time or energy. Ground yourself a bit and practice some gratitude for what you have already endured and what you have instead of seeking more. And if you're getting mixed signals, Venus is going to face off again with Neptune making everyone a little extra sensitive. As empaths, don't take on more than what's yours. Lean into those rituals and those ceremonies that can help you balance. And then November 4th, big taskmaster Saturn straightens out today after a long retrograde in the healing waters of Pisces. Since June 17th, Saturn's backspin brought plenty of soul-searching inner growth and harsh but necessary lessons. You may have learned a lot about trust, vulnerability, surrender, and forgiveness. Saturn rules mentorship, so use this newfound wisdom to contribute to someone else's inner growth by sharing your wisdom. There will be oppositions today. Mouthy Mercury is going to face off with rebellious Uranus this time, sending your mind into overdrive. 
be careful to hold your tongue before that rebellious thought pops right out. You don't have to force everyone to agree, but at least be respectful. The moon moves into Leo early in the morning, giving you a bit more self-assurance than what the situation may actually call for. Okay. I feel like that energy is exactly what I was feeling with the magician. Like that balance of like, yes, we're going to have some moments where some wonderful things can happen, but like, let's not expect immediate results. Like we are going to have things to work through. So now for the week of November 5th to the 11th, I pulled the seven of pentacles and I laughed the whole time I was doing this because it's basically a very similar message where it's telling us we can't see what we are growing. We're in the middle of the process. This is the middle week of Scorpio season as well, but it is a turning point. So I feel like this is the part where we start to trust that all of the seeds we planted, all of the energy we put into it, that there are things growing. We have to trust that the universe is taking all the intentions and the actions and putting them together and co-creating with us. We just can't see it. So the image of this card is a man with his hands over this garden, I guess you could say. And there's all these pentacles growing at different stages below the surface, but there's just like a tiny sprout ready to come up. Even though there's lots happening, he's just not seeing it. And that's kind of where we've been this whole time. But it's this knowing of like knowing what the cycle is and knowing, well, last time I was at this point in the cycle, something came right after. And so we start to recognize the pattern at this point, which I think is like the seven of this, like the mystical part of it, that like connection to spirit. It's like the part where we start to come over to the other side, where we start to understand that's our connection with spirit that helps us co-create things. And so it feels less like time's dragging and more like at least we know our energy is being put towards something really good. But again, it's another message to not give up. I'm going to keep saying that because I feel like so many of us need to hear that at this point. And I think it also is going to help us work through scarcity and lack because pentacles is, you know, one of finances and that energy and earth. And so I think that might be what's coming up now is like, I'm banking on a certain thing happening. I'm going to need this to happen in order to move forward. It's really easy. Like Emily was saying, even in the previous week, it's really easy to lean into that scarcity, lean into those fears. But this is kind of telling you, just keep going. It is coming. You know it in your heart. If you sit with it, you will be able to feel that it's coming. But just make sure that any intentions you are setting at this point or anything that you're trying to speak into existence is what you actually want, because this is when things start to germinate. So we want to make sure we're germinating the right thing. And knowing that anything working below the surface is based on what we've been doing up until this point. And I just want to say I was feeling a lot of Sagittarius energy sort of in this. And so I don't know if there's like if there's a reason for it or Emily's nodding. This is why we mute ourselves and we get really excited when we're on the other side of it. This is what I was feeling is like, A, there's Sagittarius energy, but also whatever is coming up here, we're going to see in Sagittarius energy come into like our reality is what I'm feeling. But we're getting a little boost of it mid-month because we're just in this waiting period and it's not fun and it's very emotional. I'm so glad I was muted. I feel like this is the most Sagittarius Scorpio season ever. And yeah, we'll get into it. Here we go. November 6th, last quarter moon in Leo, and we're invited to release the last of the eclipse energies. If you've lapsed into a rut or settled for basicness, it's time to let yourself shine again. 
Have you been carrying a lot of other people's stress? Unifying Venus and potent Pluto form an alliance today in Earth signs, encouraging you to take a deep look into your finances. You may be feeling more determined than ever to move past that big obstacle and toward your greatest desires. Fight honorably and persistently for the things you value. Mental Mercury also forms an alliance with mystical Neptune today, giving you a greater access to your imagination. Maybe those dreams aren't so far away after all, and instead of swimming upstream, you could simply float on your back with the current. Use the law of attraction to your advantage and visualize what you want. Under this matchup, your psychic abilities will be supersized. November 9th, today through December 4th, Venus makes luxurious landfall in one of its home signs of Libra. For the next few weeks, our collective values will center around creating more peace, beauty, harmony, and balance in our lives and work. This is a wonderful time to practice your witty one-liners and disarm others with your undeniable charm. The world has been a harsh place lately, and this transit can help us to feel like there's beauty and peace in the world again. Also happening today, mindful Mercury is going to find harmonious energy with transformation master Pluto, allowing you to see solutions to difficult problems that might have gone unnoticed before. Use this heightened perception to get to the root and leave the loop that's been playing on repeat. And then the last one we've got is November 10th. Dream it and do it. As the messenger planet Mercury jets through Sagittarius for the next three weeks, you'll be able to articulate some of your grandest dreams. Have you made your 2024 vision boards yet? Start now because Mercury will go retrograde in a little over a month and it will cloud your New Year's and resolution sort of making period. Mercury in Sagittarius is perfect for identifying the goals you want to pursue in January, even if they get off with a little bit of a delay. This can be a big talk, a little action transit. So create time in your schedule for soul expansion. We also have mindful Mercury challenging that taskmaster Saturn today, and you might just find yourself resisting something on principle alone. Are you afraid of losing control or are you afraid of not having all the answers? Don't let that negative mindset get in your way and be kind to yourself and others. I feel like that is one of the most aligned weeks we've had in a while for everything because everything you're saying, I was like, I felt that. Felt that a lot. And the fact that you said the most Sagittarius season, literally in the next two weeks, I have notes about Sagittarius again. I was like, what is this? This is why I purposely don't look at the astrology before I do mine. Otherwise, I either question myself or I feel like I'm making it up. But for November 12th to the 18th, I got another nine card. I got the hermit again. So we're in it right now while we're recording from October 15th to the 22nd, I think. But I got it again. And when that came up again, I was like, this is another Sagittarius thing because Sagittarius is the ninth house. It's the teacher. That is part of that ninth energy. Part of the reason we're at the end of the cycle and it's the teachers because we've learned a lot in that cycle and we're almost ready to move forward and teach it or share it with others. And I think that's where we're having this repeat of this energy so close together. It's very rare for me to get the same card two months in a row unless it's a continuation. It's something that's coming back. And this feels like just big cycles closing out, but it also feels like that bit of optimism this time around. So 
while we were talking about going really deep within and what the hermit means, you know, looking for the intuition within yourself and trusting the inner guide. I think this is even more pronounced at this point where we're not going to be going into old stories as easily as we maybe did in Libra season, where it's a very airy season. It just feels like this time around, we're going to be a little bit more optimistic and we're going to go in thinking, I will get the answers I need and I do have clarity and I can make this happen as opposed to what if this happens and this didn't work last time and I'm not connected to spirit. Those kinds of things aren't going to come up this time because of the little synchronicities that were kind of gifted near the beginning of this month. We're going to have that trust implanted, which I think is Sagittarius in itself, very optimistic. So I feel like instead of maybe just finding clarity, this time around, we're going to have the downloads and insights to help us move forward. And I'm actually feeling more of a connection to the heart space this time around. And in true Scorpio fashion, it is a really good time. I think this particular week feels very potent for doing energy work and self-care and healing and any of those practices that you feel called to at that time. This is the busiest astrological week of the month. And I do think, yeah, the hermit thumbs it up beautifully. So this energy actually starts the 11th, the 12th, and 13th are sort of combined in one. This is either pure genius or a recipe for total chaos. It's a combustible matchup between energetic Mars and volatile Uranus, which lead to an epiphany or a spiral, right? This is energy and rebellion. Play it cool. People might have hair trigger tempers, so dodge the divas and skeptics and spend time with people who are open to try things in new ways, like inside the Third Eye Library. Remember to ground because this energy could make you feel overwhelmed and rushed. These are days to simplify your plans and play it cool and safe. November 13th, and we can close the chapter of the eclipse season fully. With today's new moon in Scorpio, we are ready to dive into the depths of what we learned during the last two years of these Taurus Scorpio eclipses. This is a new chapter for all of your investments, spiritual, emotional, and financial. This new moon turns your attention to shared finances, passive income, and property matters. The tricky part, though, erratic Uranus and illusory Neptune could make you susceptible to scams. Don't risk it all on something you haven't researched. The sun is going to face down radical change maker Uranus as well today, and things could get testy. Plans could change without notice. And if you must pivot quickly, adapt in this flexible attitude instead of digging in your heels and resisting. Go with the flow. November 15th, mindful Mercury is going to feel harmonious vibes today with that peaceful Venus ushering in a great day for communication of any kind. If you've had some tricky issues come up during the new moon and you know you need to make some adjustments, chances are your insights will be heard and appreciated today. Maybe spend time connecting to your guides and channel some insights from them. November 17th, trust that inner voice. Mars is in psychic Scorpio today and it's harmoniously connected with intuitive Neptune, which is also parked in Pisces. Serendipities, coincidences, and signs are practically announcing themselves in bold neon lights today. The sun is in psychic Scorpio, so it's trying this dreamy Neptune as well. And this day is when you make dreams of the future, you might actually begin to believe them yourself too. Are you getting a clearer vision of what you desire? 
This is magic energy for dream work, journaling, meditation, and connecting with your higher self. These transits can also feel very foggy. So if you feel like you have fog brain or you can't quite get clear, you need more coffee, I say put down the coffee, try and meditate if you can. <laughs> November 18th, this is an important day to take notice of your energy levels. Are you pushing too hard in areas that are no longer fulfilling? Are we bitter or resentful about the tasks that have been allowed to kind of creep in without invitations? The sun joins forces with action maker Mars and Scorpio late last night and early today, encouraging you to tune into where your energy leaks might be this weekend. That sounds like a very busy week energetically, so I will probably be hermiting. <laughs> I feel like the hermit does fit in. And it's interesting that you mentioned that that is the closeout of that cycle of eclipses because for the lunar eclipse week, we had the nine of wands that was closing that cycle. And now we have the hermit again that we're closing out that whole cycle. So it does feel like we're like, that's why this whole month just felt like one long waiting period. But it's because it's just like the last little loose ends to tie up for each of these like overlapping cycles that are happening, which is really interesting. And then... The next week, which is the last few days, really, of it, we I kind of made it a separate week because it had a different energy, as it often does. As we know, I start to feel the next cycle creeping in. But what was really cool is I didn't know we were going to talk about all these connections to, like, other seasons and whatnot in this. But I just was, like, curious and went back to see where some of these cards had come up before. And so, like I said, September, we had the Nine of Wands, and now we're closing it out. But what's interesting is I was like, when... I felt the Knight of Pentacles, which is what we have for this week from the 19th to the 21st. The Knight of Pentacles came up and I was like, why am I feeling like this was recent? Because I know it wasn't. And I looked back and it was in Gemini season, which was six months ago, which was when Saturn went retrograde. And I was like, this is wild because it's in finances, right? It's in our like Pentacles is Earth and like finances. And Saturn rules Capricorn, which I'm a Capricorn and it's an Earth. It's also in... Jupiter is in Taurus, amplifying mm -hmm. some of that as well. That explains it too, that connection. So there, it's really interesting because I never really do that. I don't, I just move on to the next month, each month, unless I'm looking at the exact previous month. But I just was like, I need to go back. And like I said too, I did pull a card for the transition and I pulled the death card. I pulled the death and rebirth transformation card to go with this. And I was like, I had no idea what Emily was going to talk about. I had no idea what was happening in the astrology. I just was like, I feel like I need to pull this. And so this really feels important. And I think this is why this little chunk of three days or whatever kind of felt like it was its own thing. And if you think back six months to whatever you were preparing for and what you really wanted to see happen, we were kind of setting ourselves up for this six-month cycle at that time. And we'd been re-looking at our structures and things. And I, for myself today, pulled the hope card, which is why Emily started laughing when she was talking about it, because I showed her that was me. I pulled that today, and I pulled it with two fours. I pulled it with the firm foundation card, which is like the four of pentacles and the psychic tarot, and the four, which is the emperor or the authority card, which I just call Saturn. <laughs> That's just my card that I like immediately am like, that's Saturn. And it's funny because I pulled those today and I didn't really feel that connected to them at this particular moment for myself. But I feel like this is the energy I was feeling where we're almost in Sagittarius season, that hope energy. But there's this foundation energy that feels very earthy that's attached to it with this Knight of Pentacles. 
And the Knight of Pentacles, if it weren't in this context, is another, literally another card that says, hang in there. We're preparing for something coming and we're just setting up the pieces. You won't see it coming in yet, but this is a legacy card. And I think this makes sense for being connected with this Saturn energy that I couldn't place at the time. But this is like doing all the consistent small things you need to do in order to have the foundation so that when all this money and all the other things that we're calling in in abundance comes in, we have the safety net and we have the structure and we're not going to get overwhelmed and fumble it. Because like, that's the word that keeps coming up is like fumbling the bag. Like, I don't know why this comes in right now, but I think that's what I'm feeling is that this time around, we want to be prepared. And we started this cycle six months ago. We knew we were going to need to have these structures, but then we realized they weren't the structures we wanted. And that was that retrograde energy, I think. It's like, yeah, we think we're like going on one path. We're like, this is how my life's going to look. I'm so prepared. And then we're like, ah, just kidding. And then the last six months happened. And now these eclipses happen. Now we're like, oh, crap. Now I do know what I want. And now I have to not start from scratch, but just, you know, change things out a little bit. Fix the structures. All those things we thought we could ignore this whole six months. Now it's like, oh, wait, I do have to deal with that. And so it just felt really tied into like schedules, budgets. And I was like, why is this coming up right now? But now it makes sense. But consistent steps forward and preparing for long-term success are the main themes. So this is again saying trust that the energy of every action is multiplied. That felt like a spirit download where it was saying every small action, like if you have a hard time connecting to the small actions, trust that the energy of every action is multiplied. So if you organize one week or one month of your budget. I have to do my taxes from last year, from 2022. So if I go through January, February, I get that organized. I figure out a spreadsheet and a system. The energy I put into that is like preparing me for the next five years. Like it's like, it's setting up what we need to do as a structure for the future. And so that just feels like we can't see the impact of it. It goes back to that seven of pentacles. We had the hint of this, of the things coming through mid month. And now this is again, and this is the other pentacles, which I find it interesting that I had the nine of wands as like the transition card, but it's all pentacles. And with this major arcana energy for the rest of the month. So thinking of that can really help us be like, okay, I just have to be bored for another few weeks and then I can start to see things. And then the other little thing from spirit that came in was think of the joy and peace your future self will have because of your actions today. And it almost made me cry when it came in because it's true. Like I think about where I am now. And when I was struggling and working 24 seven when I was in school and I was like, why am I doing all this work? I had two jobs. I was going to school full time, making art, all these things. And I barely had time to enjoy it. And now I have an open schedule. I create my schedule. My work is fun. I work with people in a spiritual space. I create art. I do readings for people. And past me if I could have told her this is what she'd be doing now it would have been way more worth it when I was doing all the hard stuff then so if you can kind of envision for yourself what it is you're calling in and imagine that version of yourself being so happy that you did the work now because she's just rolling around in money and in love and happy then like just keep that in mind when you start to get really frustrated in the moment now I'm just trying to feel oh I wrote Sagittarius in the corner here with this quote because I went to the book so I was like is there anything I'm missing and all I really pulled from it was the affirmation which is seed by seed I plant my future with my rock steady foundations of faith 
And that was before I pulled the two four cards today of the foundation and all of that. So I think that's where we're kind of leaving off in this transition. I'm just going to, I'm jumping into Sagittarius season just a little bit, but it's because I want to validate what you're bringing through. So not only does the sun move into Sagittarius on the 22nd, but Mars moves into Sagittarius on the 24th. So there's a lot of twos and a lot of fours and a lot of Sagittarius all in that week. And, you know, we've experienced so many ups and downs. And I wrote down literally all the little pieces you shared because I think it's so fitting. And when we start on November 20th, we've got that first quarter moon in Aquarius. And quarter moons are always a little bit of tension, right? It's that 90 degree angle. And so Aquarius energy can bring in that people pleaser aspect of ourselves. So if you've been hopping into old patterns and sacrificing your individuality to make others happy, this is really an opportunity for you to change that course, make a little correction for yourself. Being a team leader is great, but not at the sacrifice of your own values. Sure, collaborations will run their course, but what if you actually shared what you think and feel? Under this moon, you may be pleasantly surprised by the results if you do. Mindful Mercury is creating harmony with the wounded healer Chiron, creating an optimal window for downloading insights and sharing conversations with others that bring about deep healing. Schedule in some self-care for yourselves. And then on November 21st, late last night, so in late night of the 20th or early in the morning of the 21st, depending on where you are, Mars is creating an opportunity for a major boost of energy from transformation maker Pluto in Capricorn. You may feel unstoppable today and be ready to shed old layers and versions of yourself that are no longer in alignment. Just be sure not to burn the bridges on your way out the door because that sagged energy is coming in hot. But so much of the energy for Scorpio like I said, it's the most Sagittarius Scorpio season ever because we're feeling the forward momentum. Saturn is finally out of retrograde. And it's amazing how much that responsibility to go inward can slow us down in some ways from believing in ourselves enough to make the dreams happen. And we need to do the inner work so that when we make the action, the mindset is there to follow. But it can feel really frustrating when you feel like nothing has changed and everything about this energy in Scorpio is setting us up for that. Now, keep in mind, Mercury is going to go retrograde from the 13th of December through the end of December, 1st of January. So it's going to be a little bit of an awkward holiday season and not a regular entry into the new year. So get those plans started and in motion now, like you said. Every small action now is magnified. I believe that definitely comes into play when then retrogrades are happening. It doesn't matter because things are already in motion, right? That law of perpetual motion, things will be happening. Take advantage of it now. Embrace Scorpio and Sagittarius. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm honestly excited for November now. I am too. So there's posts that go around where it's like this thing has the same energy as this thing. And November this year has Thursday energy, which I love Thursdays. I don't know why I take them off. I do things for myself on Thursdays. I feel like because people know the weekend's coming, but I feel like Fridays, I tend to try and get everything done before the weekend. But Thursday's my little like break. It's like my midweek weekend. And I feel like November has that feeling for this year where it's like, 
Wednesday is midweek when you're like kind of like, oh, shoot, I've been slacking off. I got to do all the things, which is what October feels like a little bit. And it's like Thursday's coming in to be like, oh, yeah, like I can do this. We're moving. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to use that reference. It's a Thursday energy. And you can see Friday. Like, you know, it's coming. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, it's like being excited for the weekend. You know, when you start being like, ah, tomorrow's Friday. Let's just go for some drinks. <laughs> Should we talk about shows before we wrap it up just a little bit? Yeah, I feel like this was a weird one and they didn't come as naturally to me as they tend to. But I had a weird list of them. But I think what I want to talk about is two things. One, the show Dead to Me with Christina Applegate. And I can't remember the other actress's name, but the character Judy I love her because she does have this like secretive, almost like creepy vibe to her, but she makes emotional connections and goes deep with people. And it's like one of those people who like, it's like, I'm going to be your best friend, whether you like it or not. And like in a, in a good and creepy way at the same time, like there's like a bond that happens that's so deep that it's like unbreakable with that energy, but also like, you know why it originally starts. So I think that show is hilarious and i'm gonna watch it again i think this scorpio season because i haven't watched it in a while and then the other one is shameless and i know not everyone has watched it and not everyone's a fan but i really feel like it has a scorpio energy there's always things happening below the surface there's always certain people mm -hmm. keeping secrets from other people there's a way of like presenting things in a manipulative way and i think fiona one of the main characters like she has that scorpio energy of like she keeps some things a mystery, but she's not afraid to fight for the people she loves. There's just a lot of that energy throughout the whole show. Maybe not every character, but there's a lot of it happening kind of all the time. I think those are so fitting. And I totally rolled in today to record with zero ideas. So we were talking ahead of time and you shared April from Parks and Rec, which I adore her as a character. And to me, she is the ultimate Scorpio in community politics. She's just always a little skeptical, a little unsure. She's always going to take the idea to the darkest place possible. And that's why we need Scorpio. We, if we didn't have Scorpio energy, and I know they get so much, so much flack for being the dark part of the Zodiac, but we need that. If we didn't take the time to go deep, we'd just bypass it and not take care of those emotions. And for a show, I am surprised you haven't watched Wednesday on Netflix yeah, because it's a great Scorpio energy. It's a very fun show that has that Halloween vibe. I think the characters that they cast for Morticia and all of it, they're just spot on. But there's an underlying secret, you know, they've got to uncover. But her roommate is like the rainbow sparkle girl and how their friendship ebbs and flows and how they bring out the best in each other that's that's true Scorpio right Scorpio is also rainbows and sparkles but they don't forget to pack all their black frocks when they're headed out <laughs> I feel like one part of Scorpio season I really have down is I have a lot of black clothes I was looking through my closet yesterday actually and I was pulling out all my black boots that I have so I feel like I'm prepared that way, but now I'm excited to have a show to binge during this season. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to tell me if you like it. No, I, it's going to be an interesting month. I'm definitely ready to be on the other side of the eclipse. So maybe we'll check in with our listeners and see how everybody's faring after the 28th. But hang in there. 
I think lean into rituals, go inward ahead of time, almost channeling that Scorpio energy before it gets here. Like even though the eclipse is in Taurus and the previous is in Libra, these are Venus ruled signs. So there is love and harmony and balance is the outcome. It's the purpose driving these and it will come, it will rise to the surface, but it doesn't always feel good when we're in those transition spots. Yeah, being in it is never the best. It's like on the other side of it. So like Emily said, being proactive before it hits is probably the best way to sort of move through it with the least painful experience possible. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We look forward to seeing you in Sagittarius season next month. I can't even wait. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Things That Make You Go Woo. You can find out more about this episode and how to work with me at emilyandherstars.com or come join the incredible sacred community at thirdeyelibrary.com. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time.